found my focus soon as you came into view Highlight and expose the way I think of you Now it's clear as day just what I need to do Start just give it all that you got Cause you don't wanna miss this moment Ready or not You've got to shoot your shot Hi guys, thank you so much for coming back to today's episode So today's episode is going to be a super special one and something that I'm really excited about because we have got Sajjad Hussain joining us today and it's always exciting because when you have a photographer that specializes in a different field there's so much that you have the opportunity to learn because they do things in a completely different way to what you might do it and you can actually take some of those things and implement it into your own way of working and that's always exciting. And Sajad is obviously one of the best fashion photographers that there is out there, as many people know. So I'm really excited about this episode and I hope you guys are too. But anyway, let's get into today's episode. All right, so we're joined with Sajad Zain today and He's a fashion photographer. Sajad, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your work? Yeah, sure. So, hi, my name is Sajad Hussain. Um, I, I'm a fashion photographer. I'm switching more to weddings now, uh, but like my background is fashion and studio photography. I learned this actually, unlike um, uh, unlike uh, most photographers in the UK, like we, uh, I did a whole four-year degree and then I was teaching at one point in a university and alhamdulillah, like some of my students are like, they're winning luck style awards and this and that in Pakistan. So, and then eventually I realized that I do have to go to video too now. At one point we weren't, uh, in back in 2000, so in 2007, I finished my degree, like the whole uh, photography degree. And then at that time, video, everything was new. YouTube was new, this and that. I mean, I'm giving away my age, but I'm just saying that um, that's what it was, uh, that videos weren't as big. But then now I've switched more to video now because I know TikTok's like the biggest platform now. Yeah. Instagram is sort of dead. Yeah. Um, no one really goes. Uh, so that's how I got into video. Now I'm trying to get more into like more and more into video now. I enjoyed more than photography. Oh, really? Photography. Okay. So this is. So I love more videos. I love I think it's it's very expressive. Mm. Um, like photography is very difficult. If you ask me if I had to choose between the two, I would love to shoot video. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, most of the weddings when I, when, where I can choose, I shoot more video wow. because you've got more venues of expressing yourself. Yeah. Like basically that 30 second clip in one photo, it's so hard. Like uh, we'll go through in more detail, but the problem is photography is, is people don't understand. It's an art. Like the, the thing is that. Yeah, uh, like you'll go to events and where everyone expects me to bring my camera and they're like, oh, do your thing. It's like, you know, like if you're doing it properly, mm. we need our tools, we need our lights, we need the whole kit to create something. I agree. Yeah. And people suddenly you go to some random cousin's wedding and he says, Bhai camera nahi lai. And, and uh, didn't you bring your camera? <laughs> I'm like, no, because, you know, this yeah. is my time off. That's what I do for a living, you know? Yeah. So this is my time off with the family. So there's a big conception, uh, like misconception, sorry. That it's it's very easy and everyone because in UK people have got the power of buying. I've realized that, and they can buy stuff. Yeah. They can buy cameras and lenses, but they don't really know how to use them properly. Mm. Because I say, if you're a professional photographer, like if I go to a shoot, my car is like jam packed with equipment, like mm. twenty lights, different stands, different this, different that, soft boxes, and only because if someone's paying you i respect the fact that first of all they book me yeah and secondly they deserve the option of choosing so they i always say okay what do you want and they can open any anything up and i say what do you want done uh, if it's not like planned properly if there's no mood board or things like that but i don't want to be in a position where i say okay i don't have this yeah so there's a whole like if you do it properly uh, then there's a whole science to it and then um, yeah, and hopefully we'll get into that science, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But I was going to actually say, in terms of 
passion photography then tell us a little bit about it how did you get into it and what is it that fashion photography pulled you in what was it about fashion photography that pulled you in so like when i was as i said there was a in pakistan because that's where i got my like formal education yeah at that time there were many channels opening up all these like private channels geo was opening all these like big uh before that we had ptv no one really watched it uh things like and there was uh there was a huge boom in production like clothes different brands and designers yeah now all this felt it like really cool and um, like studio work fascinated me because the you have you really need to know your lighting yeah and that's what uh, because people don't realize I've seen so many professional photographers with thirty grand camera but they they've got a hundred watt light panel and they they'll bring in a red on a shoot and I, I look at the ceiling and I'm like yeah. so where's your lights and he goes I don't need lights I've got a good camera and straight away I know there and then that okay my brother here uh, he's struggling a bit with the, and like uh, it's like. So if if you're a dentist and someone comes to you, for example, the moment someone yeah. picks their tools up, you know your trade. So you know how good. So people don't realize it's about. So the whole glamour of it, like it was a big field and there were so many brands opening up. You were shooting here and they're different times and the freedom yeah. of, um, you know, like not a nine to five thing. You could literally work five days a month and then post all, all of the post-production would be at yeah. home, things like that. So that's what lured me into it. And that's how fashion photography happened. How does fashion photography work? There's so many aspects of it that I'm sure so many photographers, especially people who want to get into fashion photography, don't particularly understand. So like, who recruits you and like, how do you get into it and how does it work? So the, the UK market is completely different to the rest of the world. I actually... First of all, cost of living, yeah. the whole crisis is affecting everything now, which I'm sure all of us feel. And secondly, I'll give you an example of how different the field is over here. Like one of my friends, he owns a big production house in Turkey. So he, uh, at one time, they were looking for a model and he called me. I'm just trying to give examples to, to make everyone understand. Yeah, of course. And he goes, yeah, uh, I need a model. Like we need a model tomorrow. I can't get the visa sorted out from Pakistan. So do you have someone with a British passport? Because I can fly her over tonight. You know, and tomorrow we are shooting, etc., etc. And I said, yeah. And then he goes, um, how much do they charge? And I, I told them what typical model hair charges. He goes, like, are you serious? I guys, yeah. He goes, like, bro, that's peanuts. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, our budget isn't like seventy five thousand dollars shoot for a day. Yeah, because they deal in dollars, and like, there's a whole different of. So, uh, first of all, the biggest client in UK for fashion, especially fashion, there's not. Uh, it's it's really limited in UK because the biggest client over here is your makeup artist. Like I was working with a model who had recently moved to UK and on shoot, she she was a bit bossy because, you know, in back home, the back home I referring to India, Pakistan, yeah. you're not used to saying thank you, please, these things like, you know, cordial things. Yeah. We just assume the other person knows what we are saying. So she was a bit rude to the makeup artist and I said, and she was totally fine with me. So I said, why are you... You know, when we had a break, I said, why are you rude to the makeup artist? And she goes, no, I'm not rude. I'm just trying to, you know, get the best job done. I said, listen, if you want to work in this country as a model, you need mm -hmm. to work with makeup artists because that's your biggest client. Because there's very few, very, very, literally, you can count them on a hand, the brands we have. Like Pakistan, India, because everything is made there, all these clothes and yeah. their whole budget is different for production. So um, they... They'll have the top models, they'll have big sets, they'll have this and that. But in the UK, like top Pakistani or Indian brands, you can actually count them on, like, yeah. literally on your fingers. Uh, if you name a few big shops, you'll say, okay, South Hall. So the biggest client in UK is your makeup artist. So if someone's interested in makeup, like, for example, fashion okay. photography, you need to know your post-production. Like, full stop. You need to know editing and not editing by by saying I can remove an object, you need to fix their issues also. So if someone's left or uh, there's something that needs fixing, yeah. you are expected to fix those things, which generally shouldn't happen yeah. because it's as a photographer, it's not your job to fix things basically. Yeah. But we are we are expected to do all of that also. So th the biggest thing, whenever someone says I want to go into fashion is I say, first of all, it's really hard. It's really, I wouldn't say competitive because the thing is no one in UK yeah really wants to pay also and that's the thing like uh, the market is so limited and i loved your old yeah. podcast about i sent you a message also about shoot, exposure yeah. and you know and you'll gain this and that collaboration and this and that and mm. they are such a waste of time if you ask me personally 
because I sent you a message also about it because they'll they'll promise you models you've already worked yeah. like my hard drives are full of their images. There's very few models you want to get into it. So th- there's a whole different aspect to what's happening with the fashion industry. I I personally believe it's it's limiting every day more and more, especially with TikTok now. Uh, like as I shoot the studios I shoot in East London, a lot of them are saying we are converting our studios into. Mm. Uh, like TikTok studios with lighting and everything, so yeah, they are completely taking out the role of a photographer. Yeah, because they everyone's just doing reels now, and mm. I don't know what's wrong with Instagram's algorithm. But I still think the paying clients are still on Instagram, like the serious ones who will book you and who've got the budget. TikTok, I think, is a lot of like time wasters. I, I, call, I, I without mm. sounding arrogant, but it's just random people. You don't. It's not targeted in a way. If, if I if I'm making sense. So I still think Instagram is more targeted. I, I think social media is a completely different aspect, isn't it? Um, but in terms of recruitment, then you would say probably makeup artists are your main client in terms of recruiting you for typical shoots. Yeah, 99.9% times makeup artists will hire us. There's very few brands and the bigger they are, the more they'll expect you to work for free. <laughs> Again, exposure. So, and that's where yeah. the exposure triangle comes in where you're mm. like, okay, don't really need it, things like that. So uh, yeah. the biggest client in UK is your makeup artist because they they are the ones who can afford you. But then again, your work has yeah. to be to a level where everything is color correct. Like when I joined the industry, I didn't know, like when we were editing, I, I literally the lipstick color, you can't even change one bit because when I was when I went through the whole process, uh, I would say uh, it doesn't look right. But then I had these massive like backlash from the makeup. Either. Why did you yeah. change this? And I'm like, oh, but I think this looked better. She goes, no. So you once you know how the thing works, it becomes easier. Once the client knows, also, they, then the then the level of expectation, you know what they'll expect. Brilliant. So but if you want to get in the industry, makeup, definitely work with makeup artists for sure. And they're the toughest clients. Like, yeah. Um, like period, mm-hmm. they will give you hard for sure. But then again, that it's a whole learning process, and you learn very quickly if you work with makeup artists. Yeah, of course. And um, so, in terms of fashion photography, then, what would you say are some of the essentials for a fashion photographer aside from obviously your lighting setup and your cameras? Are there any other kind of essentials that you feel like people don't know about? I, I'm always surprised. Like I said, it. To ninety percent of photography now is re- whether we like it as professional photographers or not, it's retouching now. It's post production. Yeah. Uh, so if the biggest tip I could give is, you could be an average photographer, but if you're if you're good at retouching, for example, you'll always have a job. So and there is there's a few photographers who you'll see they'll take like totally average photos, but they'll recreate the lighting and they'll they'll put overlays and they'll put this and that and they, they and people just love yeah uh, like gimmicks. And then and they and they love it that they listen and they'll remember that day there was no sun or yeah. suddenly he's put this in and things like that and you expect it to iron clothes like I'll give you an example for like they'll expect you to iron clothes in Photoshop and I've done that I've mm. I've done we practically do it on every single shoot there is a stylist yeah but obviously the level of perfection is so high that they everything is expected even if your nine point five yeah image out of ten is not good enough. It has yeah. to be like a ten or eleven out of ten, and therefore you need to know post production inside out. And I also I think working with people. I agree. Working with people, once you uh, you have to be very uh, approachable. Yeah. I always say business is done by your tongue. Like it's not about what you know, what this and that. It's how uh, a lot of it is like uh, how you work with people and this and that. So um, verbal. It's connecting and networking, it's, isn't it's it? Networking and this and that. Uh, once. You've made your name, or uh, then people sort of know you anyway. So mm. then it's about how you maintain that relationship afterwards. Um. So on a fashion shoot, just generally speaking, on a fashion shoot, are you given an itinerary or any kind of itinerary, say, for example, with a makeup artist? Or is it a case of they leave you to be as creative as you want to be? So ni- 90% of the times, uh, because I said it's a very makeup-dominated industry, yeah. the biggest priority is like makeup. So lighting wise, even if you could, you could light it differently. Uh, so we're always behind time. It's an Asian thing. We're always chasing time. Nothing's ever on time. And then they'll take six hours for makeup and then they'll give you 10 minutes to shoot yeah. the, the the whole thing. So then, then it's a give and take between what, okay, I've got 10 minutes now. What sort of lighting can I do? So 
if you if you could do a like beauty type lighting like clamshell lighting then you have to figure out okay i've got 10 minutes i need to take wider shots also because the clothing designer yeah is going to have a go at you afterwards like where are my photos so then it's like uh it's a jack of all trades type lighting it's not like a specialist like i've recently started working with a few clients who were amazing and literally three shoots we've done and her brand is known now and she's getting clients and everything because she gives us she trusts us with the freedom of saying yeah because people don't realize we see images for uh, for a living like uh, like if i see a film i don't enjoy the film because i'm looking at the lighting i'm looking at where the shadows were how he's done this so yeah some clients will give you the freedom recently i've actually started convincing clients to let us use our mind like like you yeah. you're trusting me with the job let me do the job so now i think i've come to a stage where now yeah. they trust me with saying okay do your thing and alhamdulillah that's paid off so it's not like again everything is so saturated these days like there's so many people already doing it so even to stand out you need to do something different so because uh, my wife is a photographer also the first time we shot i i showed her the images uh, and she goes like what did you shoot and she goes what's wrong with the lighting i said no there's nothing wrong with the lighting she goes no but you know i can't see this i can't see your face i said no because it's a dress shoot yeah. i wanted all the attention on the dress i didn't want it on her face cuz it's not a makeup shoot i was very clear with the makeup artist yeah. i was very clear with the model we hired a really good model and then i said uh, i said 90% sure i won't be even looking at uh, like we won't be able to see your face afterwards she was really why did you have i said no no it's the the whole and that shoot even till now it's, it's a year ago yes and the, the cuz i always take feedback from my clients afterwards how did it go how did, it's not like yeah. to again to maintain a relationship of course so it's not like okay i'm done now i've got my money see you later so I always say how did it go they said she said that i still get those dresses i'm still selling those dresses like wow. uh, so if they allow you to follow the brief but 90% times it's generally about makeup and it's a close shot and it's this because yeah. again there's very few designers in uk and whoever yeah. are here they already have a team back home so they'll uh, for example any big indian brand they'll they'll have their clothes shot in india because everything is cheaper but generally speaking then a uk based client typically how long do your sessions last when you shoot so 6 uh, to 8 hours yeah so if someone's booked me for the day cuz my day is gone anyway it's yeah. not like i'm i can do anything before and after so i i typically they would be i'll get their makeup starts at 10 o'clock yeah. i get there at 12 o'clock because there's no point for me to be there just waking up and then from 12 to 6 or 8 whichever time because generally the first look takes longer because they're they're fixing the uh, they're putting on the base foundation or the, like the heavy makeup yeah and then if it's a second third look then it, it's like minimal changes so eye shadow the things like that so how many looks typically do you do within one session then so i used to do more but then i realized that people were like instead of quality it became a quantity thing like they wanted to do six looks yeah But obviously everyone likes their money's worth recently i said two or maximum we have really quick than three uh, because then uh, the quality goes out there they won't fix the hair they the makeup is not done right yeah. and you're just rushing through things so now it's two to three looks that's it any any more and it because the quality just goes out of the window and then if someone's booked you and it's a lot of money i understand that you know cost wise it all adds up etc of course so i would like to uh, for them to have a good experience yeah. i don't want them to feel rushed or you know and if you explain it to them they respect it and then they appreciate you more by saying no because i you know i don't have this experience which you have yeah. so they'll trust you more by saying okay let's do maximum three looks because it's enough for a campaign any more how many images people get bored by seeing the same thing again i i agree yeah um so where do you typically tend to shoot do you shoot in the studio or do you do mostly outdoors or where is it so as much as i would like to shoot outdoors we it's mostly indoor studio yeah again it's dependent on weather because it's so yeah. limiting here like in winter it's freezing um and i see all these like we could shoot exactly the same like top turkish photographers i really like this guy's work and 100% i can do it i've done shoots like that but the major limiting factor is that uh, the weather is so bad and then everything is so run on time like uh, the models they'll follow of of course they're getting paid from 10 till 6 yeah. so she's not going to stay like she won't have a vision of saying okay if it takes an hour more okay yeah. it's fine let's 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 do an amazing job so weather and time are i think the most limiting factors here uh, but mostly indoor studio yeah again like you one really needs to know their lighting 
Can you tell us some of the most famous people that you've worked with? Have you worked with any famous people? And if you have, who do you have worked with? I've worked with a lot of Bollywood actresses. Um, wow. Uh, Urvashi Rotella, uh, Hina Khan, Pakistani actress, I do a few. Faryal Makhdum, I was on BBC before Meet the Khan season two. Oh, amazing. I missed uh, season three because I was in Pakistan. Uh, otherwise, she, I think she just put up the shoot up like a week ago. But I missed it by a day because after five years, I finally decided to have a holiday. That's how <laughs> difficult it is setting up a business. People don't, it's it's hard work. And then I missed that by a day. Uh, but generally, if it's uh, if it's an Indian or Pakistani actress, I generally get a call by saying, okay, it's this person and that person. But these are the the famous. Uh, a lot of my friends are like big drama and uh, drama and film actors back home. Oh, wow. Like half the cinema was my class, like all my batchmates. So I, I, I was sending random messages <laughs> to everyone. I said, bro, you were there. I said, like the production designer, Namsa, she did all the sets and everything. And the thing is, they always tell us, this is why do you shoot indoors? Like, again, coming back to your question, if it's short indoor or outdoors, I was shooting with this big star plus actress mm. and she goes like, why are we shooting in the studio? I'm like, because that's what I've been told. That's my brief. She goes, but I wanted to shoot outdoors because yeah. we've got bigger studios back in Mumbai or whatever. So why didn't we do an outdoor shoot? And I said to her, well, that's mm. the brief that was given to me. I would love to shoot outdoors. And even like all photographers back home, like my friend, uh, they always say, why don't you shoot outdoors? Because we are recreating your sets in India and Pakistan, yeah. where, where, where we make it look like we went to Europe. And you are there and you shoot out, outdoors. Uh, so, But that's what, what I feel. But this that's all about to change because I, I plan to do a lot more homework from my side where I look at good locations. And and generally, people are very nice and friendly. And they'll even if you're do, doing a shoot in Central and people will give you the space and they will. Yeah. If they have to go, they go. Generally, people are nice and they'll wait for you by, for you to take the photo. But as of now, it's more studio-based, but that's the reason why. So in terms of when you are shooting, um, obviously the people that you work with mostly are probably models as well. Do you ever work with new and upcoming models or is it yeah. mostly established models? So um, I've, worked, I've worked with new models also, but generally... Again, because the there's money involved and the the time factor, the new girls are generally it's girls. Um, yeah. Because again, I said it's all makeup dominated. Um, yeah. If you're new, they'll they'll be stiff in front of the camera, and especially TikTokers are the worst. Like they they can do all this badmashi and all these dialogues on TikTok, and they'll right. say, "Oh, main teri paki paki manga." But when when they when they come on camera, like I was working with the TikToker, she had like eight million followers. And she goes, we were shooting in South Hall, and she goes to me, Jab ready ho jana bata dena. And like, whenever you're ready, let me know. I'm like, I am ready. And she goes like, no, well, when you're ready, let me know. I'm like, yeah. I am ready. Like, you know, let's go, you know, let's go. And then, and she just froze up and she goes to me, listen, I've just, like, I can do it on my phone yeah. in, in my kitchen, wherever they make the videos, but I've got six people watching now. So that's the only reason when I, if, if it's a paid shoot, uh, then, uh, which, yeah. 99.9% that's what I do then I need to know what if the girl can pose or not but th that's the only reason why because time is involved yeah and we don't have the time to train someone like as a photographer if I go there and I don't know my lighting why am I there exactly yeah. so if you're a model and you can't pose, then, then why are you there um so that's the reason why it's not like if you're good in camera and you're new fine I've, I've worked with girls which which when I went to a shoot, I, I in my because you know we always judge people without even knowing them. So I said, oh, okay, now she's going to give a hard time. You know, she'll be stiff. She comes on camera and she completely dominates the whole set. And you'll have someone all there, and the, she'll just freeze up because she can't compete with the girl's confidence. So it's not. It's only a time factor. And um, and if yeah. they know their poses, they know their face, they know their angles. The problem is they, you as a photographer mm. expected to teach them posing also. But that's what my perspective is. If if I'm a photographer, I need to know my light. I need to know my kit, my camera. If you're a model, you need to know your angles. Like look in front of a mirror, pose in front of a mirror, be ready. You know, if you can't pose, then it's not the so TikTokers are the main culprit here. That's kind of leading on to my next question, which was, do you tend to give any sort of direction to models at any point in order to achieve a particular kind of shot? Or do you allow them to do what they do best? So some some models, I call them machine gun posers. Right. Because they are amazing at their job. Like literally every photo, she knows her angle. So she's going to nail that yeah. pose. So out of 10, nine photos are usable. 
So those girls I know already. So only time you have to remind them is if if the eye makeup or something and she's not doing it, that's the only time I have to tell her, okay, can you look lower? Yeah. And she knows straight away what I mean. I need the eye makeup and but generally no. But if it's someone someone new and and if they're stiff, so hundred percent make them relax as much as they can. But there's no way I can expect a girl who's stiff yeah. and who hasn't got experience. No matter what I say to her in one session, it's not going to work. But I do give directions. But I, again, there's so many people involved and there's a stylist and there's clothing people there and the, we, are, we are paying for the studio and this and that. So the pressure builds up. And that's where if, if you don't know your angles, you'll, you'll, you'll feel it more and more. So I, I do do it. But um, once you realize that, okay, there's uh, nothing's going to happen out of it, then I, and generally the client will figure out anyway, because makeup artists go, yeah. um, they do more home shoots than us anyway. So she'll actually come mm-hmm. to me and say, oh my God, she's stiff, you know? Yeah. So I don't have to tell her because she knows th- that the model's stiff. And we've had experiences, we've had like amazing girls, like on paper, on her profile, but she's come to a shoot and she was stiff or whatever was wrong on the day. And everyone else wanted, but if the if she's not posing, then then you're stuck. So that's the other reason why yeah. you need to know a girl who who is consistent and who leaves her issues at home. She comes to a shoot, does her job. You know, whatever issue she has, she's left it offset. When she's there, she's there to do 100%. Brilliant. So going into the next question, then, I think on a fashion shoot, especially one of the most important relationships that there is, is between the model and the photographer, because it's essentially it's you two that are yeah. involved in those particular shots. Yeah. So how important is the chemistry, do you think, between model and photographer? So like completely, I'll give you an example where we, yeah. uh, I was shooting video that day, as I've told you, I was switching to video and we had this photographer who was doing photos and uh, I could see that the model was nervous and her hands were shaking and the, the photographer kept on putting more pressure on her. Like, come on, you know, do this, do the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I said to her, listen, bro, she's nervous. So whatever you say is making it worse. Give her time. So I, I said, can we have a five minute break? So when he went, I said, what do you want? Like, do you want to drink something? You know, just break down. Where are you from? I just made a stupid joke about Eastland. And I said, oh, that, you know, I won't go there yeah. now, etc. And that, that broke the ice. So it's very important to have once she trusts you. And then even modeling side, there's very few, like, I wouldn't say top models, but the girls who are absolutely yeah. like dominating the industry at the moment. Mm. And you'll see them on every makeup artist page. You'll see them on every designer's page. And they're like family. Like I see them four times a week, five times a week, probably. So uh, the funny thing is uh, there was a big fashion show recently in London and I went backstage and the stylist there goes to me, he goes, oh, this is only for models. Yeah. And this. I said, these people are like my family. So I see more more than you or anyone else. So so that's the relationship we have in models. Like uh, you become like family. It's not even like a job anymore. Like uh, recently I, did, I was doing a shoot in Manchester and then obviously so it, it's, it's very easy and you they know yeah. the angles. I know what she's going to do next. Uh, like posing wise also, they are so used to like good models, even if they're even English or something and, they, and they've worked in the industry, they already know what to do next so if even if you're shooting video and you say a particular expression trust me there have been instances where she's actually surprised me how good yeah and i said you shouldn't be doing it this good you know this is not your thing why it's how did you nail it in first time and they they do it and uh, so that relationship is very important and trust wise also so if they're changing or something it's my habit like i'll always walk out of the room of course i i got the biggest compliment ever that we were, um, uh, I was doing a shoot and this model said, uh, I like you. And I'm like, out of nowhere, she goes like, I like, I'm like, why? And she goes, I've noticed something. And I goes, what? And she goes, every time I'm changing, you go out of the room. Like you go out of the room. You don't have to do it. Yeah, of course. I said, no, but that's respecting you because you're there for your, jo- you're doing your job. You're not there for these things. You're doing your job. That's the least I can do is if there's three women in the room. I'm the only guy there. I'll walk out because I don't need to be there. Exactly. Yeah. I just come and everything. So once you build that level of trust and the other thing is one time i was uh, doing a shoot in birmingham your end and this guy random guy texts me and goes i'm a stylist and i'm like okay so he goes i want to get into fashion photography etc and can i come watch a shoot and i'm like okay fine so on the day obviously i know the model i know how she works everything so i went out i came back and then there's something different in the room like 
the tension in the room. And I'm like, something's happened. And then I, and, uh, I asked the more guys, she goes, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I said, no, something's happened. Like what has happened? And she, um, no, I don't like the way he's, you know, styling the clothes and this and that. And like, we built such a relationship that you even know. So I kicked the guy out straight away. But point was that yeah. you even know what, how the person is or how she normally works. So if there's any difference and she's not doing or she's not acting the way she normally yeah. does, you know, straight away that something is wrong. And maybe it's a rude makeup artist or a rude designer. And so yeah. you know straight away that she's not acting her normal self. And uh, this obviously it helps it, it, it straight away with everything. Fair enough. So you've worked with female models, but you've also worked with male models as well. Do you have a preference in working with either one of them? Um, so females, generally because 99% of my clients are, and they, because they've got more experience, mm. they are doing six shoots a week, some seven shoots a week. They just know their poses so quickly. So at times, like I've, I've actually left from London to do a shoot in Manchester. I, I know that she's just started makeup now. Yeah. And I know she takes six six hours to do a makeup because she's a perfectionist. By the time I get there, I know it's a 10-minute job because the moment lights and camera, everything is set up, yeah. literally she's going to take 10 minutes to do the pose. Like all the posing and I know that. So there's a few good male photographers also. Models. But again, very limited. And they're so limited by experience that, oh, sorry, models, yeah. And then um, and then they'll be frozen on the day. So they won't, yeah. like the girl will dominate the shoot completely because first of all, she's, she's looking amazing. The very few makeup artists know how to do male makeup. But yeah. again, it's not their field. I don't expect them to anyway. Uh, that's the only reason why. Otherwise, I, I would love to work with someone who's... Yeah. But again, very limited market and uh, very few good male models. Mm. Is there any particular area of fashion photography that you enjoy the most? So, for example, I know you said majority of the time it's a makeup artist that recruits you. But I'm sure designers have recruited you as well. And I'm sure some hairstylists have as well. But is there any area that you have a preference to? Designers. Uh, so if uh, so, dresses. But if if only if the designer lets you do your thing. Yeah. Uh, but because makeup-wise, uh, because I uh, like my wife is a photographer also. Yeah. She'll expect me to do different lighting, something different. But they don't want different. They've booked you. I'll give you a very, like, this is what uh, how I understood the industry. You know, there was an interview for Sunny Leon, and there goes like, "Why don't you do good roles?" And then the and she goes, "Because they're not hiring me for good roles. They expect me to do roles like uh, like the stereotype. I want to do something yeah. different. I want to do a nice role, like you know, acceptable by this and that. But the only roles they give me is that. So same thing with makeup artists. They the with the profile picture she's seen on my page and she's booked me for. She wants exactly the same." So even if I want to change the lighting, I want to go creative. She's going to say, and there's been instances where, because there's a few schools I shoot every, I used to actually for them, um, where every month I would do their portfolio shoot and next month I would try to do something different. And the makeup artist would say, like, uh, why isn't it same? Like, why is your lighting different? And I'm like, because I want to do something different. You know, people, they want to see something new, but they're going to say, no, can you change the lighting again? So that's the demotivating factor, but it, it's part of the job. So moving on from that a little bit and getting into when you deliver images, when you are delivering images, is it a case of there's a select amount of images that you deliver or because on set, I'm sure you shoot countless images. Yeah, yeah. But how many images do you end up providing? So generally, I'll always say three per look. I agree. Because it's just boring. So it's one row of Instagram, I always say. And you can make your deals or whatever. But like I charge per image for retouching afterwards okay. after that three i charge per image yeah. um because it takes three hours to do an image like to, for it to be perfect and there's been instances where we have actually show, gone to these big wedding shows and the billboard or the big poster was from us so anything we send needs we need to make sure no matter what the client is going to blow it up to a billboard size or if she's going to print leaflets so i generally tell them any more than three and it's boring but if you want to you can choose. It's up to you. Yeah. It's, it'll be additional to the agreement, whatever. But any more than three is just boring. You can make reels and as many as you want. But photos-wise, people think oh, she's just repeating or they're just repeating the same photos again. Okay, so have you been a part of any major campaigns that we might have heard of? Because it seems as though, obviously, you are running in circles that are people that are very well known. Yeah. So, um, so uh, obviously, I said meet the fans and BBC. Then Hedamani, uh, long perfume uh, 
Janan. They've just launched a perfume with Janan. I did the the campaign with them. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and then um, Diaz. I did their TVC. Diaz. Then Birmingham on Soho Road. I think. Uh, so you'll see their TV running. I I did their TVC. There's a few companies I'm working with at the moment also where we're in the process of uh, finalizing a theme because uh, without a theme and mood board, I just think it's point. Some some things even I've learned where basically you know okay I've got thirty seconds on TV because they don't have the budget to run a three-minute film. Um, but that's these are some of the main. Obviously, all these Asian big wedding shows. Um, I'll just give yeah. you one example. Geet is one of the she does Asian national Asian wedding show. She's uh, she's the main makeup artist. So all her, the branding and the mm. advertising material they use generally is Geet's. And that's all of my content because I'm her official photographer. Oh, amazing! Uh, working with her for four four years now, probably four years, I think at least. So every month we do her academy shoot, and um, without brand naming, taking any names. So yeah. uh, a lot of the, and then uh, especially like makeup artists work. Oh, nice! Uh, I work uh, recently influencers. I work with Sidoso, like uh, big again TikTok. So uh, I think I did three shoots with her. Then Tazi, um, London, like like big brands. Yeah, alhamdulillah, like all the uh, if people go on my page, they'll see campaigns from pretty much all UK top designers. Yeah. Uh, well, big things for 2023 then. Inshallah. As you said, there's a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because now it's uh, now it's, I've been there and done that. So now the campaign, people see the campaigns running on TV, yeah. like satellite. So I had someone today actually that DM'd me saying yeah you know when you're doing a fashion shoot and you have a connection from your camera to your laptop where you take the image yeah. and it automatically appears on the laptop where you know whether a makeup artist can look at it or a stylist or whoever yeah, yeah. How, how does that work so i learned again this i learned the hard way because again this is the stylist job like i'll give you a whole backstory so everyone understands what happened so we did a shoot where the first thing the makeup artist asked me was, uh, have you got your laptop? I was like, no, was I supposed to bring my laptop? I'm talking about when I started. Yeah. And then we did the whole shoot and then the stylist didn't fix the jewelry or the the thing was op- the other way, how it should have been, etc. Mm. And after the shoot, they said, uh, you know, if we had something to monitor it on, we, we could have fixed it there and then. So that's when I said, okay, more money needed now. So more investment. So uh, I got Capture One, which is which I think is one of the best softwares for capturing. I know you can do it in Lightroom and all, but Capture One is just amazing at what it does. Like the the dynamic range you get, if without getting technical, like, and I think it's the best. It gets the best out of the camera. Okay, it's very easy to use. But once you know what you're doing, so I use Capture One, and obviously Macs are the best because the screens are the best. Yes. So you'll you'll exactly see what you're getting. So Capture One I use generally. And uh, it's it's always worked for me, and uh, for, and it just solves a lot of issues. So anyone going into fashion photography, I hundred percent would recommend like tethering a shoot because other people are watching it the photo also. So if anything needs fixing, it's not just on you. Yeah. That okay, only you could see the photo because now six other people can see the photo. And generally, I tell the makeup artists, I say, stop looking at it and start looking on my screen. Yeah. Because this is what you'll see so stop looking at the model now start looking at my screen yeah because anything you want to fix we can fix now yes we can fix things in post but if it's something drastic then we can fix it now uh, i so agree I yeah. recommend to anyone i know it's a pain you have to carry your laptop and there's more things to carry and power source and this and that but 100 percent tether your shoot it just makes your life so much easier and clients are clients love it they can see what they're getting what kind of wire is it that you end up connecting or is it via Bluetooth? How, is it, how does it work? So Bluetooth is very slow because I shoot on R5. Uh, the file sizes are massive. Like Yeah. So if you tether by Bluetooth, it's very slow. Of course. They, uh, they call it A-Bridge where, where there's uh, it connects to your camera and wirelessly connects to your uh, even new uh, camera zone software. US utility, you can do it, but it's so slow. So I always recommend a wire. You don't need any fancy wire. So you don't need to. There's a company uh, which sell wires for forty pounds. It does the same thing as a wire for five pounds from Amazon. So you don't need anything. Oh, fantastic. So uh, they always. It's all advertised as this. Is, it'll give you five gigabits a second and this and that. Yeah. But any good wire is enough. So you don't need to go for expensive sixty, forty, sixty pound wires. They all do the same thing. So it depends. Obviously, the ports. Then it's a the, which USB port you're on, and that's that. That's easy. If you're USB-C or whichever one, which which hardware are you? 
So I think we touched on it a little earlier on. How competitive would you say fashion photography is? Because I know a few people that are within the fashion photography world, but obviously because I'm not in that world, I'm not sure how competitive it is. So it is uh, competitive and it's not competitive because mm. you need to know your lighting. So there's yeah. very few people, like there's a lot of photographers, don't get me wrong, but they're more wedding or event photographers. Yes. Like fashion photography, like it's it's so limited and the, the clients expect you to bring the moon down. Yeah. So... Uh, there's very few people they're less than i can count on my uh, on one hand yeah. which actually i know can do the job and they and people also know that so uh, but if you're good at your job and uh, this uh, but again it's very hard working with people following a brief because if you if 99% if uh, the photographers they know that their their eventual goal is to book a wedding from the shoot they would take photos which work for them of course and then obviously in our like for a fashion photographer you have to look after your client yeah so it again it is competitive but not really the if you're good at your job you'll always have i always tell people that if you're good at your job you'll always have a job yeah but if you're uh, there's no life for average person as bad as it sounds you need to be good at what you do yeah. otherwise average person you, you'll always be struggling and do you find that you're working alongside regular kind of vendors or is it a lot of new people that you're working with so makeup art industry again but i keep on going back to the makeup side because yeah. they are the major client okay that's why um so it is just so saturated like girls who are new i tell them first of all have the money ready for investment like you can't open a corner shop without money so if your mom or your cousin has told you you're a good at makeup you should do makeup no think about it carefully because it's not about doing the course, five-day course, which you learn or you don't do. It, it's on the person's ability. But, uh, it's about the bigger things also because it, it, everything is expensive and you need to spend money on advertising. If, you, yeah. if you're not going to do those shoots and this and that, yes, TikTok is there and this and that. I work with very successful makeup artists and still every month or two months, they'll do a shoot, which they don't need to. But they know that they've got, they're so professional that they know I need to bring new content every time yeah so they'll keep on shooting and they they need to be in the news i'll give you an example I, once i worked with a makeup artist he was really like known very established and everything and we were doing a shoot for her just herself because she was establishing herself in middle east right. and then she wore some like crazy like party outfit and i said like yeah cowboy hat and all that i said what's that about and i said everyone's gonna make fun of you and she goes that's what i want i want to be in the news i want to be discussed one way or the other because yeah. it used to be good attention is good attention. Now it's any attention is good attention. It's true. Yeah. So you want to be in the news. So she wanted to be in the news. And she goes, even if I have to look a bit stupid, it's fine. But at least they'll discuss me. Mm -hmm. So that's where I learned the lesson that it's very important to be in the news. Like stay in touch with everything. So is it normally the regulars more that you're working with then in terms of uh, vendors? Uh, so again, because it's it's expensive, everything adds up generally you need to be in a step to book someone like us or like with the with the model and everything it, it adds up so you need to be making like decent like you need to be established sort of course to do a shoot because i always ask for feedback mm -hmm. they will actually say like okay that it's multiplied our business five times six times because everyone knows and then they've got a potential bride or client looks at the page and she goes like okay I'll, i love this campaign and then she goes back on her page and then she can see all the like real brides and this also. And that brings more credibility. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. She, so that's what she can make you look like. We have done a, like we did a dress shoot where um, the dress, like amazing dress and all that. And she, she basically paid four times as much because she wanted everything exclusive and you know, yeah. no one should ever have a dress like this, that type of mentality. And then she booked the makeup artist just because she had done that shoot. And again, she flew her to, I don't know, some destination wedding and all. Oh, wow. So I've been surprised a few times and I'm like, okay, this is next level, you know. Do you do any mentoring sessions or tutorials? Or have you ever considered doing that? Because obviously you're so much into this now. You've been established for so many years now. Have you considered mentoring? So I would love to, if someone wants to learn, I would love to have. But I tell them it is so much hard work uh, like to process an image like a single photo for four hours mm -hmm. like are you sure you need to have that post-production first of all you need to be a king in post king or queen in post-production yeah because you will be expected to pull off miracles 
mm. like on a regular basis. Uh, and there was instances where for the magazine front cover, I was expected to bring the hand from there till there, like from like 45 degrees to next to her body. Because yeah. she said, I like a facial expression, but can you bring her arm down? Yeah. And of course, I couldn't do it. But point was that these are the requests you'll get. You'll expect to go to God mode, basically, yeah. and go and go back in time and things which you can't. So that's one of the things I tell people. And that's why I would never take money from someone if I know that if I'm clear and I'll say this is what you have to do. And may, before you even come to me, I need to check your retouching. If you're good at retouching or like editing, then it's worth it for you to go into like this side. Otherwise, I always tell people. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, it's very hard to make money otherwise as a fashion photographer and um, then concentrate more on weddings or events because again weddings you have to be a specialist at your job to yes. have those good like you have done destination wedding i've seen your page yeah and i'm sure you've seen a million people who don't even know what they're doing on a wedding, and they'll have a camera as i said people have got power of buying yeah. they'll buy a two thousand pound camera they don't know how to use it yeah there's been instances where literally the other party had booked a photographer a videographer and they've come in literally with like a, a backpack and I'm yeah. like, is that your kit? And I'm like, is the you know, so that's why if, if I'm very clear with them that this, this is what it needs to be successful in this side, mm. then I'd say come. But once they realize how much retouching and, um, and the effort that goes in, yeah. then they, the, uh, very few people have actually said, that's why I said uh, they, you can literally count the number of fashion photographers, Asian I'm talking about. Yeah. I know a lot who have left actually, I know more who have left the field. Oh, wow. Then more who actually, because, um, and they were amazing at the job and I'm friends with them and you speak to them and they say, bro, it's not worth it. It's not worth the time. Yeah. People don't realize the amount of production because our work starts when we get home. Yeah. People don't realize but our day shoot was fine. Mm -hmm. Like models getting paid for a day. She did her eight hours. See you later. Job done. But our work starts when we get home. Yeah. And then we have to make sure the people on board because I have to make sure the designer's happy, the jewelry person's happy, the model, like model, they don't, if it's a professional model, they don't care about the images because yeah. she's paid for a job. Then there's like six people I have to please and have to make sure they're happy. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the work in post-production and everything kicks in. Yeah. You've been shooting for some time now that I'm aware of and that you've mentioned as well. Yeah. How long after was it that you felt as though, you know what, I'm quite an established, well-known fashion photographer now uh so again it's gonna sound cheesy but like a lot of people started copying the work and then if imitation is the best form of flattery and i when i and people don't realize that it's still a small industry there's very few of us asians you know yeah we yes you go to birmingham manchester it looks like it's full of us but there's like very and people would send me links and just random people would say uh, uh, and then they said this person's copied this and this copy and i said you know it's a free work i, I feel honored that it someone liked the work that much and i saw uh, like one of my competitors they they started using the same equipment some overnight and things like that so yeah. and then the amount of volume Literally, I could not have a job because this, it was in, like affecting the my shoots. Like, uh, for example, a big actress or actor would come in and they'd say, we need you tomorrow. And the, so that's when I realized, OK, I think I've made it now. When wow. time management became an issue where, where, where they literally say, oh, he's flying out day after. She's flying out on Tuesday. Yeah, we need to shoot now. And obviously you can't have you can't have a full time job. Yeah, when it's so it's got it. It's. So the hours are long and this and that, but it's it's good in a way. You enjoy once yeah. you are into it. You know, sort of everyone. Again, I said business is done by your tongue, uh, like how you speak, how the way you carry, and it's all you. It's the person you can call. Like I can yeah. pretty much call any top designer, not the manager, but the main owner now, and say I want these four dresses. Or this person say, do you want to shoot? And ninety nine percent time they'll say, yeah, let's do it. So that's when I realized that I've got these connections and that's when I've realized, I think you've made it now. But no one knowing you to, you go to a fashion show and everyone knows you, all the models going backstage, they they come and know you and you get like priority seating, things like that. So yeah, it, it makes you, it makes the time and effort worthwhile. That's good. Are there any other kind of tips or tricks that you can share with up and coming fashion photographers or people that are looking to get into the fashion photography? So the biggest tip would be learn your post-production. Like uh, as a photographer, you need to know video for sure, like reels and everything. Yeah. So photography is if you, if you are only limiting yourself to photo photos, for me personally, I think you've got to be suicidal as a photographer. Yeah. Because 
it's it's everyone expects a video now like yeah. uh, you get clients where they're like oh i want you to shoot a whole wedding but can you make a reel for me and then i have to explain to them to make a reel someone has to be there for hours to capture everything for that reel exactly yes and and they straight away they go i didn't think of that and i said yeah someone needs to be there even for a 10 minute video and then they go oh. so first is retouching second is that and then do collabs but again as you said like don't go crazy with like you know collabs but make sure you get something out of it because yeah. obviously you'll be promised everything you'll be saying we'll do this for you we'll do that we, we have really known and we do this but don't believe everything you said and at the end of the day, look at what they're offering whether it brings you it actually brings you exposure or not yeah and if you have to work with them and don't expect to get paid on the first day uh, that's what i would say like literally there were times where I was doing a job like 25 days a month uh, and then on my four days off I would literally beg people to shoot I'd say just give me a chance they wouldn't give me a chance and funny enough the same people after a year when they contact me again and my prices were there they go like but a year ago you asked me to shoot and I'm like yeah but that was a year ago did yeah. you give me a chance and then they're like no and I said that's what I was asking for I just wanted you to give me a chance but someone else gave it so you know that's the price if you want it so go out of the way but yeah uh, and don't expect from day one to start making money in this field yeah. you'll have to build a name and once you're there then yes people will know you and then you don't have to advertise like because uh, then people know there's only very few people who do this type of photography and okay we have to get him whatever he says his terms condition whatever but to get to that stage you need to do the graph basically you need to do that yeah. hard work so I think that's probably a good place to wrap up now. Thanks so much for being a part of the podcast. Just before we wrap up, I normally tend to ask any guests that do you have anything coming up that you can share or do you have any plans for 2023? Just share something that is coming up and also just let people know where they can find you. So first of all, uh, RGB lights, big hint. Uh, RGB lights are coming in my side. A lot more reels. Yeah. So I'm concentrating more on TikTok now. Whether we like it or not, it's the biggest platform at the moment. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there'll be more switch to video now from photography side of things, and then uh, you can find me on TikTok. I'm not, uh, but Instagram. Uh, um, you can find me at Sajad dot Photography. Hopefully, you'll my page. You'll see more creative work than oh, the same typical boring. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks so much, Sajad, and we'll speak soon. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. You take care and best of luck for 2023. You too. Found my focus soon as you came into view. Highlight and expose the way I think of you. Now it's clear as day just what I need to do. Start just give it all that you got